This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, we visit Harriet Tubman's gravesite in upstate New York at the end of our most racist trip ever. We check out the latest issue of Essence magazine and ask, what in the fucking patriarchy? Also, pay black women, celebrity code switching, and white passing at the voting booth. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Queen and Jay. Tea with Queen and Jay. Tea with Queen and Jay. Coming to you live from... I don't know. I didn't have a whole thing, <laughs> but it just felt like, like it required it. What's okay. up? Hey, nothing. What's up with you? Nothing. I'm good. The anxiety has subsided. We okay. had an interesting evening. An interesting evening. I already had a migraine, and then the evening got interesting. Oh, man. I had a migraine all day today. That stinks. Yeah. Well, we're here now. Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We, we are, are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen, Queen and Jay. I needed that, Al. Good. I did. Good. It's been a couple of days. It's, of been, it's been a few days of yes. shenanigans. <laughs> really funny. There were good times, but there were very dark, yeah. racist times. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll tell you about that later. Good shit. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag you with QJ. You can use that on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram stories. We just love when you use that shit. You know, I say all the time, you can tag that shit on a random ass wall. That's right. Use that shit. And then also use Pod in that is to let people on social media know that you're listening to this podcast as well. Absolutely. I usually say something here, but we can skip We're it. We're not saying that shit. <laughs> we can skip it and go straight into libations. Queen, can you tell us what libations are? Libations are where we pour some for the people, places, and things that give us black ass fucking joy. Um, pour some for the homies and ancestors. However you want to pour it, we do that right here. That's right. And I have a few libations, or we have a few yeah, libations. Yeah, we have a couple of them. We want to start off with um, giving libations to Josh. Josh. AKA Phase Funk on Instagram of Talking Shit Podcast for helping us record at the last motherfucking minute. Yo, a lifesaver. Lifesaver. We didn't know what the fuck we was going to do. That's right. Um, be sure to check out Talking Shit Podcast. He's currently also one half of Kings with Kiki Podcast. So check that shit out too. Yes. Libations to Josh. Libations right. to Josh. Um, yeah, let's give a libations to Fabi Five and Babalito. Hey, of, of Latinos, Latinos Who Lunch Podcast. And um, we were guests on their last episode and it was amazing it was we recorded it a few weeks ago so we're hearing it last week i kind of forgot what we talked about mm-hmm. so it was like nice rehearing it and yeah. like oh shit damn i am brilliant so. <laughs> <laughs> you are that's episode 95 we'll put the link to that in the show notes we talked about colorism and all types of cool shit and it was nice to get out of the format of like us recording or yeah. whatever and kind of talk about some of the things that we talk about with somebody else mm-hmm. in their studio or whatever so well right. we were in a closet but that's okay <laughs> that um, jay wanted to move into it was a large closet with high ceilings that's how you know you lived in fucking manhattan for too fucking yeah, long yeah you consider a storage closet a it was a large place to closet live. high ceilings we were in harlem it was perfect as far as i was concerned it was, was able to keep a there. plant alive yeah, yeah. did have enough lighting i for didn't that. need sunlight it was perfect i've never been in a storage closet and was like you know what 
I can live here. Well, it was a good time. So libations to Latinos who lunch and to everybody who listened to that episode and who is now listening to Tea with Queen and Jay because yes. they heard us on Latinos Who Lunch. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Oh, Welcome. We went to Syracuse this weekend. Yeah. And while that uh, town is a is... hot mess of racist transphobic hell. What the fuck? I needed to get back to New York City and my regular systematic racism. Yeah. That interpersonal shit. It was a lie. It was, was a intense. bit much. It was a refresher. For my black ass. It was a refresher course. <laughs> In America, that's what it was. It was it and it was unexpected. Um, but we were out there for queering the airways, QT POC Media Symposium, and that was happening at Syracuse University yeah. and Diamond Styles Queer Walk and Sir Knight put on amazing talks and workshops yeah, and all really that shit. Good. It was really an amazing day and there were students and shit there and it was fucking dope. And you know, Jay thinks she's an old ass auntie for I some am reason. an auntie. I've been so an auntie So she loved since. talking to the youth. I did. <laughs> you know, I live for that. She really did. I live for talking circle to around, the Circle around, circle around. <laughs> circle around. That was Jay's ass. I live for it. Yeah, it was it was really dope. So libations to everybody that we met there, everyone who helped to put on that media po- conference, and I I I I will not give a libation <laughs> to the university, but um, <laughs> to the LGBTQ Resource Center on campus. Yes, thank you so much for putting that together for doing that. It was and great. funding that. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. So we had a great time. We'll talk more about what the fuck is Syracuse what later the in the episode. Fuck, yeah. But Queen, can you tell us about donations? Yes, I would love to tell everyone how they could donate to the podcast. So there are two ways to donate to Tea with Queen and Jay. Two. You <laughs> love that number. Can <laughs> do. There are two ways to donate to Tea with Queen and Jay. The first way is monetarily, and with that, we you help sustain this podcast, you help progress this podcast, and you help us keep the light on. You basically help fund this podcast. All money that we get is reinvested into this podcast. Yep. So you can do that by going to our website, teawithqueenandjay.com, and right on the homepage, if you slide down, you see the two options that we give you to donate monetarily. Two. The first one is our PayPal option click that you can come there and visit however many times you want there's no commitment there and then the other option is our patreon and that is where we're asking for a little bit more commitment and that is only two dollars a month you can do more or less we're only asking for two dollars that's 24 dollars a year that's less than a fucking weekly monthly metric i don't even know how much those are anymore because it's so fucking expensive Mm-hmm. not 24 either no. those are the ways that you could donate monetarily and the other way that you could donate to tea with queen and jay is by telling a friend rating us reviewing us sharing us with everyone the more people that hear this podcast the bigger we can grow and so those are the two ways that you could donate to tea with queen and jay that's right we have donation libations for this week our patrons for this week are Laura Dora, Ew. Ew. Robert, Casilda, and Lewis. Thank you all for becoming patrons. We appreciate you. Yes, thanks and so much. We have new PayPal donations. Did you want to start off with those? Sure. We have Daryl from Yonkers, who Ew. is actually like my Facebook friend. We've never met in person, but he we're always conversing via my inbox about the show. That's I saw awesome. your face. You don't be sliding to my no, DMs like that. making a face. Oh, okay. It looked like he was making a face. No, Maybe that's just your face. I'm behind a professional large microphone, Where? so you can only see half of my face. <laughs> that's all. But yeah, so thank you for your donation. We really, really appreciate you. We really, really appreciated that money. We also got PayPal donations from Selena and Ada. Um, Ada wrote, Really wish I had more to give y'all. I love what y'all do. The confidence you give me as a WOC. Please never stop. 
Ada. We ain't gonna stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Ow. Bad bitches for life. Is it Ada or Ida? Ida. Okay. Sweet. Thank you so much. And we got a PayPal donation from David. David says, hey, y'all. Great to be able to say hi and thanks for the work you do at Justin's opening Wednesday night. Yes, it was good to meet you, yeah, David. Yeah, it was really nice meeting that you. That was super sweet. We that met. was so sweet. Yeah, caught me off guard, but it was it was amazing. I was so off guard that I introduced myself like, hi, I'm Queen. And he already knew that. Well, it's still a nice thing to do. It was awkward. For me, it was awkward. He's like, okay. oh my God, it's Queen and Jay. I love you guys. Hi, I'm Queen. Like, that's just stupid. <laughs> that's the fucking dumb. That's funny. <laughs> um, we were at uh, Fabi Fav's opening, his installation opening at the Sugar Hill Children's Museum. Amazing. That was last Wednesday night, but it'll be up for the entire year. He yes. did full walls of murals. Yeah of um i guess kind of like pinata shredded kind of paper that's his style mm-hmm. and he made murals of landscapes from uh, look it up okay <laughs> or as they say google it loga yeah okay, okay. Do that. but it's fucking lit look at it. it's murals of landscapes in media that's supposed to represent like latin america mm-hmm. so it's from like movies like coco it's from other places and shit but also google it loga. yeah okay, okay? All right, I'm going back to David's Mm -hmm. uh, PayPal. Just wanted to connect quickly and drop a couple bucks in the collection basket to again say thanks and let you know how much I value your work and time. Thank you, David. Thanks, David, again. Yeah, that was super nice and it was really great to meet you. Thanks for taking the time to say hello. And tell us how much you love us. We love love. Yes, we do love love. Also, like we said, we went to Syracuse this past weekend and we had a listener who broke us off and helped to sponsor our trip. So thank you so much. We appreciate you. And it was a major help. It was. We were able to pay for it. It was. We were able to pay for Ubers and shit. We were actually able to cover our transportation costs because I did tell them, they asked about how they could help and I was like, oh, we already got our transportation but we already got it because we paid for it out of our pockets yeah which we didn't really fucking have the money for that so thank you so much for that so you helped to sponsor that yeah thank you you. thank you as always all right so those are our libation donations we have events coming up we have events tell us what we got um so we have a live show december 10th we've been telling you every week december Mm -hmm. 10th lock that in your calendars it is a monday find a sitter find a dog sitter get your shit together because we Mm -hmm. want you there on december 10th leave work on time if you can uh take off work if you can Um, (laughs) we're just waiting to finalize some things before we give you the full spiel and all the details but we're just making sure that you guys save the day because we would love to see you there okay it's important to us that you be there Okay, let's get into the show, I guess. Yeah, let's get into the show. Cool. Okay, so Jay. Yes. What kind of tea are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking chai tea. I took it back to an old classic to calm my nerves. Uh, What are you drinking over there? Anything? I am not drinking tea. I'm drinking water because I just popped the Motrin because I said I've had a headache, Mm -hmm. a migraine all day. Mm -hmm. So I'm not drinking tea. All right, well, hopefully this recording will make it better. I hope so. Yeah. What are your pronouns? Uh, My pronouns are she and her. Jay, what are your pronouns? Our pronouns are she, her, they, them. And Queen, what are you affirming for yourself? I'm affirming as always that I am a bad bitch. Yes. That I am enough. Yes. And that I will become Mm self-employed, financially stable, Mm. without trauma. Yes. I'm affirming that shit every fucking week because I want to quit my job. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah, yes, yeah. I get it. Um, so, Jay, it. what are you affirming for yourself today? Uh, I'm affirming, as always, that I am not a lady. I'm not ladies. I'm not a 
part of a group of lady people. <laughs> I'm not a lady person. Okay. So I affirm that shit. Mm -hmm. And I also affirm everything that you had just said about being self-employed without trauma and with an abundance of wealth and mm -hmm. being able to sustain myself yes. and do shit and pay all my bills and shit and go to the doctor with healthcare and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. All that shit. I got laid off, everyone. So uh, yeah. I don't got no job, which She's, is kind of lit. So you Tommy. I'm Tommy, right. <laughs> Tommy. but tommy had a job he just couldn't talk about it but or did he or did he who knows he had an income he yeah. did he did but anyway it's interesting because for anyone who listens to this podcast you know that i didn't want to go there anymore <laughs> i didn't want to go to that so job clear. she said i don't want to move to that new office i don't i didn't right and the, universe, have, and the universe was like you don't have to man thank you so much mm -hmm. thank you i'm thankful for that yeah. so yeah they were moving to a new office building that i did not want to fucking go to mm-hmm and everything worked out because now I don't got to go. Mm -hmm. Also, the person who built that office, they laid them off too, so they Which don't got to go. Shady. Is that not? How you say design and build an office? Isn't that some shit? And then be like, you can't work in that office. That's, that's intense. That's intense. If anyone was wondering if I was la laid off because I'm not a good employee, I mean, clearly it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Right? Clearly at it all. doesn't matter. Skills? So, <laughs> yeah. So I feel good. I feel good that I'm moving on to whatever the next chapter is about to be. I'm still kind of processing the whole thing because yeah, it happened so recent. Also, I had been working there for a really long time. And even though my life outside of work is very rich and whenever a bitch from work was outside of work with me, like if we were at drinks or something and they started to talk about work, I would get very uncomfortable <laughs> and not want to ever hang out with them or talk to them again because who are you, bitch? And why are we talking about work? Like we don't have lives. Mm-hmm. Even though all of that, yes. there was also an element of this that was a part of my identity, which I didn't realize because I didn't acknowledge it yeah. as a part of my identity because it's just a job. But yeah, so I'm, I'm like adjusting to like that no longer being like a part, part of, of my identity and like what I do and how I spend my time and who I am and all that shit. So yeah. it's interesting. It's very interesting. But I love it. Mm -hmm. I don't yet feel like I have free time. I do feel more rested. Yeah. I have been like getting a full night's rest i'm not sleeping in i'm just getting a full that, fucking night's yeah. rest which mm -hmm. I, between the podcast and like going to our nine to fives we don't really get to do no so i'm tired right now right <laughs> exactly yeah so that's that i got laid off and it's a blessing and i feel excited and scared at the same day i'm excited time. for you thank you i'm excited um jay texted me when it happened and it was weird because it was only like Yo, it was mad it early. It was like 10.04. I was like, bitch. I don't even really be at work we, that we early. Working. That is what I know. Yes. And it was like, it's 10.04. Yes. <laughs> like, what yes. the fuck? But I got excited because it was like, yes, now we have all the space for activities. All the space for activities. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. It was funny because it was one of those perfect days. I got up. Oh, I was no, running semi-on-time, on semi on which is like on time for me. Um, it was like that. Yeah, I got up. I was dressed for fall, which I hate, but I was dressed for it. It was good. I had my face on. I had my hair on. You know, I cursed a white woman out on the subway, which was like, I was like, yo, this is this day's about to be popping. I was like, listening to an awesome like, podcast. Oh, my black girl magic I was. Shit. It really was. <laughs> I told her off. I told her to have a good day. And then I got on the train. I got a text that said, meet me in the HR office. <laughs> like, were you on the platform? Did you see me curse out this white woman? Is that what's happening right now? But anyway, so then I went to work and got laid off. But it was great. 
it was great it was great so i feel good i feel black i feel blessed I that's feel when the rested. record scratched girl it did i was like oh shit hr hr what's about to happen in here jay was in the room like you want to talk about practice literally <laughs> so i affirm that i have everything i need to take care of myself and that i'm mad rich and that i can go to the doctor without worry mm-hmm. and that i have enough money to take care of myself and my community Yes. So, those Damn. are my affirmations. That is so dope. Thank you. So, Jay. Yo. What the fuck is Syracuse? What is Syracuse, New York, yo? What is that? So, our homies from Queer Walk Podcast, Money and Nikita, they actually live, live in, in Syracuse, Syracuse, New York. And we hear about them living there. We hear that it's mad white. But we've been to mad white places. We know white people. No, not me. Okay. <laughs> I've been to, I've been to mad white places and I know white people. I didn't go to a PWI. True. My parents had me in black ass faces. True. But I've heard about these things. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so we went to Syracuse, New York. It was very very white and we know that most of America is mad white, so it's not like, oh my goodness, white people, what do we do? It's not like that, yeah. but it, it is a lot of like the, okay, what brand of racism is this? I'm not going to get, yeah. And it was intense and it was nonstop. And it's always, I mean, we know it as New Yorkers that, you know, you go 10 miles outside of New York City, yeah. depending on which direction you go into, and it's racisty. Mm-hmm. you yeah. know? It's yeah. racist with the quickness. But, um, yeah, it was just a reminder of, like, where we're at, because mm-hmm. there is a little bit of a luxury to living in a bubble like New York City, yeah. where I can be, this is why I don't, I can, Janicia doesn't go to Midtown. I don't go to Midtown, yeah, New York yeah. City, period. I don't go there unless I'm having a business meeting. And hopefully I don't ever have to have that's business not where meetings we, That's not where Jay decides to have That's them. not where I do business. Right. <laughs> so that or like if somebody is perhaps if someone's having a massive birthday party, like they've invited so many people that I can't say, nah, fuck Midtown. Can we just go somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Then I'll go to Midtown. But I don't do Midtown because Midtown is either. racist. I don't it's either. fucking racist, yo. It's bridge and tunnel. Everybody, all the whites from wherever, that's their safe space. <laughs> I don't want to be in their safe space. So I don't go to Midtown. Mm-hmm. But the rest of New York, you know, it's mine. And sometimes I roam somewhere and it's white and I just go somewhere else and mm-hmm. it's whatever. We have that option. We have that option. We have that luxury. And it's a blessing. And it's something that we wish for all people of color. Yeah, we do. Syracuse? Is on that fuck shit. Yo. It's on that fuck shit. It's mad white and it's it's like hostile white. Mm-hmm. It's hostile white. So we got there. I'm trying to think of when we started to first experience hostile whiteness. For me, is we started to experience that just when we were looking for parking. Right. So this is this was the Saturday that we were headed to the conference. Yeah. So we were there for again. We were there for queering the airwaves. The QT Pac. Media Symposium at Syracuse University. Yeah. It also happened to be Homecoming Weekend, Weekend. which I think adds another layer to the whiteness that was that experience. Yeah, they were prideful. They were prideful, which is okay unless it's racist. And Usually white pridefulness is Right, right. And we were not allowed to park because (laughs) we were four black women trying to park. Like nowhere. Nowhere. Like not in any of the parking lots. Anywhere. One of them, when we went, we said that we were speakers for mm-hmm. the symposium and it was like there's already too much of y'all a couple yeah we were only we supposed to let, let a couple, couple of y'all in, y'all in. okay Excuse, what? yeah it was just one car 
one car. It was just one car that needed space. Yeah. It was, and, and it was, honestly, it was the hostility. Because sometimes you deal with people and it's like, oh, this, you know, we can't accommodate you here, but we go straight go up the, there, it's yeah. fine. But they dealt with us like we were trying to force them into like we were trying giving to take us body parts or we were something. trying to take the spot yeah like, or like we had just drove crashed into a car removed them from their spot or well, it was really it was intense strange. and we encountered uh four it was like four or five separate hostile white folks just trying to, we one person one parking lot we tried to go in we were like we're going to sims hall mm-hmm. and this this parking lot was right by Sims Hall. He was like, "That's not on campus. <laughs> that ain't even on campus. <laughs> that ain't even on." We were like, "It's right there." It's right there. It was very strange. It was strange. This one woman acted like she was doing us a favor by helping us. She said, "Follow me. Follow, <laughs> follow me to the next parking lot." And this bitch sped the fuck off. It was off. so strange. It was, so it was strange. like being in um a racist America. Movie. <laughs> yeah that that or america so yeah. that for me that's when i first like when i'm replaying the week mm-hmm. the weekend mm-hmm. i'm like wait that's the f- that's where it started from right me with that right um then we went into the safe space that was the symposium and then after which was that, fantastic we were fine. yeah we were good once we were, we were there but it just made me think about we're on this very white campus so we had to then walk from this faraway parking lot whatever and just the energy on the campus was was a bit whack yeah um until we got inside of the symposium Symposium. and it just made me think about everybody all the people of color who have to live this every day yeah you know so that was that was scary and whack and washed and then the next day this is the day yeah this was this was the day this is the day so actually i'm uh i didn't digest this in a moment, I think because as a black person, you're just used to this shit. Mm-hmm. So the night, the Saturday night after the symposium, after the symposium, we were coming up to our room and it was a security guard following us. And when we got to the room, Jay used the key to open the door. And as soon as Jay o used the key mm-hmm. to open the door, then he like, like, you know, went down the stairwell, right. like happening, like to like make it seem like, oh, he wasn't following us. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I know you were. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a great night. So we're just yeah. like, let me just go in the room. Laugh, joke, go to sleep. Right. I didn't even want to like mm-hmm. yeah, get it's, into it's that. It's funny that like all of y'all saw it and none of you know. Sometimes racist stuff happens, and it's like you know what? We don't I mean, even need I don't, to acknowledge yeah, this I don't, thing happened, yeah, and let's know. just enjoy the night or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, so Sunday morning we wake up. I I happen to be ready first. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go down and get breakfast yeah. in the lobby of the hotel or in the little restaurant or whatever. And y'all, I'll get a table. Y'all come down whenever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I go down there, I get a table or whatever, I go to the buffet, I get my breakfast, and on the way back, I hear one of the white servers was talking to another server and cleaning up or whatever, um, and the guy says, I'm catching him at like the, I guess, the end or the punchline of whatever his story was to the other person, and he's like, so I said, thanks, ma'am, or sir, or whatever the fuck you are, I couldn't tell, so... That freaked me out mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. So I overheard this this transphobia or yeah. this conversation or whatever, which I wasn't supposed to overhear. But he's standing in the middle of the freaking hotel restaurant yeah. saying this. So luckily, it was only myself and perhaps one or two other patrons in At there. At that time, yeah. Right, but he's standing there in the open air of this restaurant spreading this bigotry, which is whack, yeah. regardless, regardless to what's happening. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, okay, we're there. 
it's it's us it's inner hole uprising is there diamond styles was there yeah. from marsh's plate podcast and i'm thinking is he talking about my trans friend or yeah. is he talking just in general or also it doesn't fucking matter. matter like what but what he's telling this story and i'm thinking okay how specific is this to me and also like what is happening right now mm-hmm. and also on top of being transphobic this person is probably also a fucking racist like um, what i'm sure of it what is happening so my breakfast was fucking ruined luckily diamond had already left for mm-hmm. the night she had to leave the night before whatever so i'm yeah. like okay well at least she doesn't have to encounter whatever this, shit is happening is. and i'll address this with the manager or whatever after we have breakfast mm-hmm. or whatever right when this was said i went to my table i put my stuff down and i turned to look at both of them so that they could know i heard I what heard the fuck you. you said yeah right sam and akua come downstairs or whatever they get settled told them what happened i was like i'm gonna say something before we leave before we check out and yeah. just you know just so that they're aware that this person said this thing and then, like I said, Diamond was supposed to have left the night before. Diamond comes downstairs, and I'm like, what are you doing here? Yeah, so that yeah. she was able to extend her flight and then spend the day with us yeah. or whatever. So that was cool. But I didn't want to tell her that this thing had, had happened because she came down here to say what's up to us and eat her fucking breakfast. Yeah. Like, not to hear that live shit. Live her life. And live her life and mind her business. Yeah. Right? So then we're sitting and talking, and that's when she mentions, after we say hi and laugh and all that shit, that's when she mentioned that they had come up to her room the night before because there was a noise complaint. She's mm-hmm. like, she was playing a video, but it wasn't anything, you know, going on. But I do know the hotel walls were really thin. thin. Yeah, they, they were super were really thin because I heard somebody's whole entire cell phone conversation <laughs> inside my room. They were somewhere else. I'm the like, fuck? what? what that's is not this? a hotel to fuck in. Like, right. What the hell is exactly. That? Exactly. But you should know. Or it is a hotel to fuck in. Depends on what you think, <laughs> right? It depends on your thing. But as the as the staff of that hotel, you should know the walls are thin Yo, in you your are establishment, aware. and you yes. probably they probably get a lot of noise complaints. Mm-hmm. So she's telling the story, and security apparently had gone up to her room and said to her, "Do you know what time it is? It's other people and da 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 da." But that's a thing that people do again because black folks are not allowed to be customers mm-hmm. right so we're not guests in yeah. this hotel we're things to be taken care of or gotten rid of or whatever which is why they followed us yeah. up to our hotel exactly. room and Domin is a black trans woman yes so who knows if he was who knows if he was just an asshole in general mm-hmm. who knows if he was fucking racist and or, or transphobic, transphobic. Who knows what the fuck that was about, but you don't talk to a guest like that. So that shit. A customer. Right. That shit combined with them following us up to the fucking hotel. Yeah. And that bullshit that the fucking server, that fucking bigotry that he was serving out in the open air for us all to hear or whatever. That's like, this is, this is actually tainted our entire experience yeah. now. This is not okay. So luckily I was able to talk to the manager of both the hotel and um, the manager of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. We sat down and we had like a full conversation about it and they took care of it and took care of like our bill and all that shit or whatever, mm-hmm. like for our stay. Mm-hmm. So I appreciated the way that they addressed it, but this is after days of like trauma, trauma and hostility. Mm-hmm. What the, f- if we were not there together in this like safe space of black womanhood, yeah. it would have been a fucking disaster. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It would have been a fucking disaster. So um, that was sad and unfortunate. And I'm telling this story just to kind of remind everybody that like, I mean, niggas don't need reminders. But I guess for me, it was a wake up call. Like we live in this New York City bubble. Mm -hmm. And this is like stuff that people have to deal with every Every day. day. Every day. And there are things that you and I deal with every day walking out the house as black women in New York. But like, I feel like that level of constant hostility. All the time. Like we, like you said before, we get 
we get breaks right we get these safe spaces we do i'm able to i live in east new york so i'm mm-hmm. able to like be in a space where i don't have to interact with white people right. with white people all the time right so it's i get a break mm-hmm. from it so there's lots of people who don't get a break mm-hmm. at all yeah which is like oh yeah can't imagine luckily we were there that day because we were going to see Harriet Tubman's um, gravesite. Yeah. Which, who knew that shit was a thing? I didn't know that that, I, I, I didn't know. Yeah. No I didn't idea. know that she had been laid to rest in somewhere where we could say, this is where Harriet Tubman is laid to yeah. rest. I didn't know. This I didn't is, know that. I had no idea. So either. that was super exciting. Um, money from Queer Walk organi- organized for us to, to go, go and take a visit. Um, so Harriet Tubman is laid to rest in Auburn, New York. Yeah. For anybody who wants to go and visit, she's at Fort Hill Cemetery and you can go and check her out and leave your offerings. Was, yeah. And, you know, it was nice. That was a really, that was really nice. It was beautiful. It was much needed mm-hmm. after like a lot that of the morning. stuff that we had experienced there. And I was happy to be able to experience it with um, black women that I fucks with. Yeah, me too. You know, yeah. that was that was awesome. It was and it was it was like emotional. It was contemplative. It was safe. It was fun because we talked and yeah. laughed and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it was like. We could feel the energy and like being in the presence of like a fucking hero. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, so totally. that was that was awesome. I gave her some money because you gotta pay black women. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Pay black women. Yeah. Unfortunately, before that. Before that. Before that, after we left the racisty hotel, we met at Money's, Money's apartment, house. which yeah. is a mansion. <laughs> By Janicia's Manhattan, yes. wanting to move into a janitor closet. Actual, actual, yo. She has a whole entire kitchen with a separate living room that's not connected to the kitchen. <laughs> like you can put a table inside her kitchen, yo. There's bedrooms in there. Mm-hmm. She has a room with books in it. Like it's just like books and like floor space. And she had a whole altar set up to Black Panther. The like, thing Black that Panther the thing that had me was in her bathroom. Her bathroom is big as fuck. Mm-hmm. Then she had like a little section. It's kind of like her cat has his own bathroom right. in the bathroom because yes. it's like a section mm-hmm. just for the litter box. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? I can't, I can't even fit my litter box in my bathroom she in my apartment. In it's fucking. I was. I wanted. I want that. It's a TV apartment. It is. It's like one of those apartments. Like I don't know on TV. You know like, what? They be having studies and shit. Yeah. It's in the study. Like, that's a money house. Like, yeah. who the fuck is a study? Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. But because it's not an actual mansion, um, <laughs> there is a, a white piece of garbage living next, <laughs> next to her. Door. Yeah, living next door. And there was some issue with parking. Nikita was, Nikita was pulled up and was, driveway. like, getting ready to, in the driveway, getting ready to move her car. And the white woman neighbor... I don't know what the fuck her problem was. She start, Nikita said that she... Nikita heard the woman coming out. So mm-hmm. Nikita came out and was like, I'm about to move my car. Because mm-hmm. she knew, like, quite possibly the woman's going to get in her car. Because right. that's, not a walk, that's not a walking place. So then the woman said to her, like, don't park there again. Like, something real she said. She said, you don't live here. Don't park, don't park there. there. Which we know that that bitch has seen Nikita there before because they that, record the podcast they record, there. That's her friend. They're best friends. I'm you, sure she's there all the time. Yeah. You have seen her in that apartment space. And Nikita is mad chill. Nikita. And nice and shit and accommodating. Yes. So it wasn't an issue. Yeah. But so a, she says that and that's when Nikita is like, I'm not even going to engage that. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's not how you talk to me right and then that's when she um i 
think that's when she called her a bitch mm-hmm. or something like that. Several and times. Then, yeah, and then that's when we heard Nikita yelling. Mm-hmm. I've never heard Nikita yell. Nope. I've never heard Nikita cur- curse nobody out. Mm-hmm. So we hear Nikita cursing somebody out. So we all run downstairs. Mm-hmm. None of us don't got our shoes on. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. We, we all, all run outside. we all run outside. None of us got our shoes on. And the woman it was like it was like uh she it was like she was reading a transcript of white victimhood. Yeah, right. Okay? White woman victim. Yeah. Like, this one she attacked me, you attacked me, and then I was threatened. You were threatened. I'm calling the cops because you threatened me. I'm calling the cops, I'm calling child protective. Don't services. do this and she didn't say that. She called, yo, she did say she was calling child. No, no. She <laughs> said she was going to file a claim for child endangerment. Yes, because we are going to call child protective yeah, services. On actually, you. On yeah, you. on you. Ma'am. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like where that, um, Nikita was attacking her, mm-hmm. that we were threatening her. Like you threatened Nikita. Mm-hmm. You call her a black bitch. Mm-hmm. You agitated this whole thing. Yep. And she was like, you and your crew, get your crew right. out of here. Then she called us a crew, like we had come down there to beat her up when we were just trying to see, like, what, is why our friend okay? is screaming. Yes, what's happening here. Um, and every time she saw a new black girl, she said a new threatening, ridiculous thing. thing. I'm calling the cops. Everything was just highly racist. It was about, charged. you don't, you know, you're not, they're not going to renew your lease or ridiculous shit when money has been in that space for six years and that woman just moved in there (laughs) but that's the feeling that's 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 the amount of white authority white ownership she felt she could get money out right as if money wasn't the long living tenant Mm -hmm. of that place Mm -hmm. bitch you just got here yeah but you think you could get me out yep it's crazy yep yeah so then she slammed the door Mm -hmm. um it's just it's just escalated it was a mess it was a fucking mess. It was a mess. And she should just thank whoever she prays to mm-hmm. that she ain't get Molly Wap. So I gotta say. Yeah. Cause and if we weren't there, she would have got Molly Wap. Cause yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Cause we definitely had to like make sure things didn't So happen. thank the big black brutes that <laughs> saved you from life. getting your ass Thank beat. the crew. Thank the crew. Who saved From you. save you for getting your ass kicked. Um, and thank Harriet, because we really wanted to go see Harriet. Honestly, that yeah, was my whole thing. We didn't want thing. shit to go down. Nobody wanted to get arrested because like, we wanted to go see Harriet. some shit happens And right I now, wasn't going to sit in no fucking Syracuse County jail. And I know you're fucking racist as shit. Not like, in nah. Syracuse. I got to go to work on Monday. <laughs> not in Syracuse. I'm not calling my mom from fucking Syracuse County. Like, what Mm-mm. the fuck? Like, Mm-mm. nah, y'all never hear from me again. Mm-mm. I don't know. It just reminds me of that movie. Remember that movie with um, I can't remember them white people, but Tupac <laughs> was in it with Digital Underground, and they got caught. It's like they couldn't leave the house, like they trapped them. Oh, I don't know that. Chevy one. Chase was in it. They took his ID and they left. They trapped him in the house. He couldn't leave. For real? Yeah, it was like, it was like a ridiculous, like but kind of scary movie. Oh, because it was like a courthouse yes. thing. I know the movie. I don't know the yes. name of it. Yes. Anyway, that's Syracuse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what it was. And that's why my ass, that's why all of our asses was trying to not get arrested. We like, nah, we just gotta go. You know what? Everybody nah. put your shoes on. <laughs> we know we let's dead ass. None of us had our shoes. We, none of us had <laughs> shoes. <laughs> like, let's go see Harriet and let's leave this meth addict to whatever. She did have meth she, face. She had meth face. She I don't think she was an actual addict, but she had meth she face. She had meth face. She, she was, was saying meth things. She had meth face because they like to pick at their face, and I saw it down here in her chin. Um, I know what meth face looked like. Oh man! Yeah, she had it. Okay. All right. Well, God bless you. <laughs> so yeah, that um, was that was just our Sunday. 
Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. That was Sunday mm-hmm. morning. Yeah. It was yeah. bad. It was. It was bad. Um, But we made it out, and I'm glad that we got to spend time with our podcast, Homegirls, and libations to Inner Hall Uprising, Sam and Akua. Yeah. Libations to... to Diamond, Diamond Styles of, of Marsha's Play Podcast. We're so glad we got to spend time with you and that you were able to change your flight. Yes. Libations to Money and Nikita for having us in Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Ishoke was out there. Hey, girl. Good seeing you. And it was a good time, yo. I had yeah, a blast. I did. I did have a good time. Yeah. I did. I don't ever want to go to Syracuse ever again. I don't. Money, you could spend a night at my house. Hopefully, y'all Anytime. can move. Money and Nikita, y'all could spend a night at my house. Yeah. Anytime, because I'm not going back. <laughs> you not? If they have it, I would. Yeah, I know would. I would. Yeah. I just will bring in the summer preference a machete. Racism is less fun when it's cold. It's never fun. Exactly. That's too. Cold, it was. It was Syracuse cold, yo. Oh my god. It was cold as shit. And money and Nikita acting like, oh, it's nice out, nice wear, bitch. Yeah, it, it was, was cold, cold as shit. It was cold. I had on my winter warm socks that work when I'm in New York. And my toes were frozen. <laughs> the racism is scary. And I was um, you want to take a break? Let's take a break. Money, 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 money. <laughs> do, money! Do you know what this year is? Um, What's this year? Well, it's 2018, but do you know what 2018 is all about? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like... Giving black women year. your money? Yes. Give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week sometimes um, twice a week yeah yo (laughs) and we could use your loving motherfucking donations Um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website tvsqueenandj.com hit that donate tab Mm -hmm. we have two options there two two you become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. And we're black. All the time. All right. All right. So, this is a Spot of Tea episode. It's one of those episodes that is... Uh, Free form. Yeah, no we, segments. We just go. That's right. But we're going to do a Pay Black Women segment. Yeah, we Anyway, are. I'm excited about it. So this week's Pay Black Women is Jay of Black Girl Gamers. For anybody who doesn't know about BlackGirlGamers.com, Black Girl Gamers is an online platform-based community that aims to positively promote diversity and affect change within the gaming industry. Initially created as a safe space in 2015, void of sexism and racism and misogynoir, mm-hmm. which niggas love. Um, niggas being niggas. Doing nigga shit. <laughs> widely experienced in gaming, the platform has grown from its original purpose to become the hub for all things gaming from a black woman perspective. 
They are headed to TwitchCon. Okay. For anybody who has not heard about that, that is a con put on by Twitch, Twitch. the live streaming, live video streaming, live fucking video game streaming. I still don't I fully think it's, understand it's video, it. It's live streaming, but lots of gamers use it. Yes, that it seems like. So they have a con. I think the first one was last year. Another one is happening this Everyone's year. Everyone's having a con. That's right. Every, <laughs> everybody does a con. The, the con of cons. Mm-hmm. Black Girl Gamers is headed there to TwitchCon as guests to continue their mission of providing a platform and a safe space for black girls in the gaming community which we know is mad fucking white mm-hmm. i actually watched the fucking um the video of twitchcon 2017 and, and what did you see uh no black women oh. not one mm-hmm. yeah there are no black women in that motherfucking uh, video mm. and there are very few people of color <laughs> i would say yeah it's very white it's really pasty right and we know that gaming is very white and when i say gaming is very white i mean like the perception of gaming and yeah, like what the media what the media that gaming and is that. and um who is allowed to talk about gaming and who is allowed to be like the face of whatever yeah, the fuck is exactly. the fuck right yeah. um and so it's important that we have folks like jay of black girl gamers and other people of color um that they have the opportunity and the access mm-hmm. to represent in those spaces yeah, and to be word. present so we want to make sure that jay has the resources to be there they have a private um there's a separate from this thing they have a private facebook group mm-hmm. where black girls can just be and talk shit yeah, about gaming and all that good stuff because we also know it's a lot of a lot of racism and misogyny why that happens yeah within the gaming space mm-hmm. and what was that gamergate shit i don't remember Sorry. i was like she's asking me i don't a know question. i'm looking at you kind of i don't fucking know i know you don't know i just know that it was a bunch of motherfuckers yelling at women right That's there you all go. I remember. so you know about gamergate so there was that gamergate okay. shit and shit like that happens all the time but like you don't need a reason to yell at women for men to yell at women no you don't <laughs> but that had had <laughs> okay all right that's, that's what i was had, like that's what? what i wanted to what say what are you talking about a tuesday like yeah what do you mean? yeah regular day mm-hmm. but anyway so we want to make sure that we give these black women our money you can hit up the black girl gamers patreon at the blackgirlgamers.com backslash patreon check out their twitch on Twitch TV backslash Black Girl Gamers. They're on Twitter at official underscore BGG. And be sure, as always, to check out blackgirlgamers.com. But give them their money. Yes, please give them your money. Give them your money on Patreon. Yes. Do that shit. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. What you got going on over there? So everyone knows that I used to be married to Khalif. Yes, in a past life. In a past life, her me her and Nas were in a poly marriage Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't understand why we broke up but now I do now because Nas is abusive Um, so it took me a long time to get over the separation it did it took me a long time too and then when she she told me that I was like fuck him Mm -hmm. I ain't want him no more Mm -hmm. anyway so you know so Khalees is on the cover of Essence magazine she looks amazing amazing. the photos are fucking beautiful Mm -hmm. she looks cute we have her cookbook she looks okay on the cover of that too (laughs) but she looks like some woman who never made music she who is that on the cover she looks like somebody who never dyed her hair I will say that I've been cooking things in that book and it's it's as flavorful as Khalees usually looks right right Um, but girl anyway but this is about the Essence cover all right, no, we have to talk about this first. Okay, all right, go ahead. It looks a little bit like it doesn't look whitewashed because she is a black woman 
and that's you know that's how she it's looks. American Some days, washed. Like, right. She's it's wearing like, she's wearing a plaid shirt. a plaid button down shirt, and she has her hair in her natural color. It's like it's long in that photo and curly, which is fine. And her um, makeup, her is, makeup like, is very yeah, regular, plain or basic. It just I felt like she was playing up some kind of weird Americana. Yeah, that that's that's what it was. Weirded me out. It was like, what is this about? What story are you trying to Khaleesi's tell me? is from Harlem. Why are you showing me this? It was strange. This is not. Who are you selling this cookbook is, to? Huh? Is, what market This are is you? not bringing the boys to the yard. What is this? What the fuck? Well, she wasn't trying to bring the boys to the yard, I'm sure, for this. But I'm just trying to understand, like, it looked like it was it was to sell to white people, mm-hmm. I guess. It like, does. this That's is like. just a woman and we have removed. Well, this is how I have to look to cook and be relatable mm-hmm. and shit because it's kind of like how you know how we talk about those hand videos and the food oh like those tasty videos on yeah, facebook where and, they don't um, show black hands yeah but or when they do like you've pointed out in the past if they do show black hands they have to show the person because it's right. like i am a chef right i am allowed to yes, do this yes so this is why i'm here right so black hands in the tasty cooking videos or any cooking videos are usually a celebrity whose face they will show mm-hmm. to justify the black hands yeah or somebody in a chef's chef, jacket yeah. or somebody you'll who, see the white sleeves. right and you right you have mm-hmm. to see all that in order to justify why are white hand why are black hands mm-hmm. touching this food mm-hmm. when when it's white hands or whatever they just play the fucking we don't tape. even know if they wash those hands we don't know if the hands are clean <laughs> or what it just None be hands that. yeah sometimes the manicure is not popping it just be white ass yep. hands yeah and that's just what it is so that's whack and racist mm-hmm. but yeah in, in terms of the cookbook it's like she has to she can't just be kelly's and it's okay i know a lot of celebrities like to say oh well when i'm cooking i look this way or when i'm acting i do this and when i'm singing i do this separate thing but it just felt really like to, and it's dismissive I, of her as a black woman and like the creativity yeah. and the expression mm-hmm. that we're familiar with. I wonder whose idea that was because I follow her cooking page also on Instagram mm-hmm. and she doesn't look like that cover. She looks like Khalees right. when right. she's doing things. Mm-hmm. When she had that cooking show on a cooking um, network, mm-hmm. she looked like Khalees. Yeah. She didn't look like that cover. So I want to know who told her to do that. Hmm. I don't know. Disturbing. Very. Anyway, so that shit aside, um, she's on the cover of November's Essence magazine. Mm-hmm. Super exciting. She looks adorable. She's I'm got color in her that. hair. You gonna buy a magazine? Fickly. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because Essence is black known owned at this point. Right. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Well, November 2018. This is the first Essence cover shoot that was shot by a black woman. Wow. Yeah, what the, the photographer's is name is Adrian Raquel. For anybody mm-hmm. who's unfamiliar with Essence magazine, it is a magazine that started in 1970 that is for it, black, black women. women. It was actually created by four black men mm-hmm. by the names of Edward Lewis, Clarence O. Smith, Cecil. I just wanted to say Cecil. You're so weird. <laughs> Hollinsworth and Jonathan Blout. And then at some point, Tom Inc. purchased it. And then now... Um, the owner of Shea Moisture now owns all mm-hmm. of Essence again. Right. Yeah. What I wanted to add is that for the most part, this not the most part, all of the history of Essence, Essence has been owned by men. Mm-hmm. So I think that might, not even might, that is probably why they don't, not even seeking women photographies or photographers. But here's, a, here's the thing that bothers me. Most magazines, you have an editor-in-chief. Is other motherfuckers involved in the production mm-hmm. of this shit than like the owners who are 
many times far removed Agreed. from this. So I get that if so-and-so is white-owned and this is, you know, this because that's what a lot of people were saying on social media. Well, it's been white-owned all this time. Well, it's da, not da, da, even da, for da, me da. that it was white-owned. Like, I get was, that, but my point, sure. But still, they've had editors-in-chief for 15 years. They had this one black woman FT, F, editor-in-chief up until 2017 or whatever. Mm-hmm. She had been there 15 years. And mm-hmm. all that time, you couldn't get a black woman photographer? What... Are we saying then that these people had no power? It's just very bizarre. And then wasn't, I don't know her name, Susan with the braids, with the cornrows going mm-hmm. back. She was editor-in-chief for a long time. Yeah. I don't understand how we get that far and we haven't hired a black woman to do something. And it makes me uncomfortable because one of their taglines um, back in the day was like, when you miss Essence, you miss you, which I always hated as a black woman. It was essence like, this has, is not my identity. has had lots of issues. Yeah, but like... <laughs> There were black women around there and doing things. Mm-hmm. I just find it really strange that it took till now to mm-hmm. find a black woman photographer yeah. to shoot your cover story. Meanwhile, all in the magazine, all in the video, you talking about how black women can build wealth. It's always an article about building wealth, entrepreneurship, stuff like that. I didn't, I didn't personally read it growing up because I felt like it was very geared to a certain type of womanhood and I'm not a lady. It didn't feel like it was for me. I always thought it was for adult women and adult women with money. Like it wasn't for right. Well, my like, best friend in high school, she used to read it right like it was the fucking Bible. I know a lot strange. of people who did too, but mm-hmm. there was nothing else. Like we didn't have um what it was there was music magazines and then there was right, Essence. Right, if you right, was a girl right, right. looking for something mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. there was women doing sure, stuff. Sure, that was sure, all sure. you had. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So it's bizarre. It's it's disgraceful. It's a little bit um should be embarrassing, I think. It Unless, should be it should be incredibly embarrassing. Right. Like I feel like they should be highly embarrassed. They should be like they should have a conversation as to why this has been like mm-hmm. how do you I just I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. how you don't have a black woman photographer for a black woman who always for people who are photographing black women. Right. That makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I know in all of them years that black women photographers exist. Mm-hmm. Why weren't you seeking them out? Mm-hmm. Why weren't you looking for them? Why weren't you employing them? Why weren't you fucking paying black women? Right. Also, it just kind of makes me think, like, I know that everybody is not out here trying to dismantle the system. And not everybody's out here trying to dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism or just capitalism or just patriarchy or whatever. But, like... Be about what you say you're about. Mm-hmm. At minimum, yeah. you say you're about ma- black women. This has been a magazine that y'all been telling us was for black women, regardless Since of who 1970? owned it. Right. That's mad fucking wrong. Right. Be about black women then. Mm-hmm. Hire us. Stop having other people sell us stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's disgusting and disgraceful. And we didn't know. We didn't even know until we finally had a black woman do it. Yeah. Shout out to um, Joshua Kizzy of Style Etiquette for like... Making that post, yeah, he posted yeah. that on Twitter, and everybody was like, "Wait, what? what? Are you serious? For real?" Yeah, um, I was like, "Wait, huh?" Yeah. Then I was because I've always had these things about essence. I was like, "What? Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised." Yeah, <laughs> no, we're not surprised, and I think that a part of the patriarchy is women as well just accepting like the status quo. Yeah, that's how that's mm-hmm. how I saw it. Right. That's how I took it in because it doesn't take just men to continue patriarchy mm-hmm. so that's how i kind of saw it and digested it and mm-hmm. it's, it's it's whack it's stink right. and we shouldn't be doing it no we got some t-mail okay singer you know you artist know. you know i used to you know 
I used to be a Whitney Houston in my former life. All right, fantastic. <laughs> we got t this week from Crystal. And um, we're going to read it. Yeah. As always, if you want to send us T-Mail, you can hit us up at tbithqueenandj at gmail.com. And we will read that shit. Mm-hmm. Crystal says, hey, peoples, thanks for pointing out the harm white Latinx pose on black and brown folks. I've been feeling some kind of way since the election of Donald Trump. He got almost one. Chump. Donald Trump Thank is you. what Crystal I didn't see wrote. That. You're right. You're right. And Crystal is referring to the episode that we did called Damn Gina. Um, and maybe a few episodes. Yeah. Because we, we talk about white violence about in yeah. general. Um, no part of the globe where people are safe yeah. from that conversation. So, yes, Donald Trump, he got almost one third of the Latinx vote and a good amount of violent cops and cop wannabes have been Latinx. I think they're banking on being the next Italian immigrants that are next in line for pure American whiteness. I still have a hard time grappling with the election results. That's like American blacks voting for Trump after he calls like Haitian immigrants rapists and murderers, like how he identified Mexican immigrants. American black folks have too many checks and balances and too much common sense and overall empathy for that, especially American black women. It's like non-Mexican Latinx immigrants thought he wasn't talking about them in that and subsequent speeches. Black people, especially American black people, know that Trump means all of us when he talks about the Chicanos. It's like maybe those 30% are trying to over-assimilate as means of protection, but not even looking at respectability politics in black culture. Let's look at Middle Eastern and Indian Pakistani Americans post 9-11. A lot of people in the community tried to over-assimilate with that having minimal impact. Okay. I've tried to keep to myself with this suspicion and frustration out of not being an offensive, obtuse, privileged person. Like during the cusp of marriage equality, I felt some kind of way that the marriage equality fight was too soon, not about marriage equality itself, but how it was overshadowing the exponentially rising HIV rates of young black men who have sex with men. I felt those black men were being overshadowed and their needs weren't going to be met. In fact, I was somewhat biased I viewed the fight of marriage equality only as a well-to-do white, mostly male thing, but that perspective changed when the first gay married couple in my state of Connecticut was an Afro-Latinx representing couple. I also realized that the LGBTQIA community can champion multiple causes at once. Okay, cheers to you. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for that silver lining with my increasing side eye to try hard Hispanic whites. Do you guys have any recommendations on how to quell this suspicion? Thanks. I came to you guys via the black guy who tips XOXO, Miss Crisable. Thank you, Miss Crisable, for this T-mail. Queen, do you want to start or do you want me to start? You can start. Okay. Um, what I want to say is that there are white people all over the globe yeah, and there are white people in colonial places that don't speak English. Yep. There are white people that speak Spanish yep. and they are still white people. And I think that the suspicion that you have, I think that there's a feeling. Okay. So for me as a black American person in New York, as a black American person from the Bronx, um, as somebody, I guess, quote unquote, from an urban place where we have close communication and community and have built community and shared community with Latinx folks, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, um, 
being in the largest I guess demographic of Latinx folks here, right, with other Spanish-speaking folks. I think that for me, I have always felt, um, I oftentimes walk at this stage in my life with a lot of um, caution. I Mm -hmm. perceive with caution in those spaces, right? Because we will often share the same language, share the same community, we'll be talking the same slang, and then somebody, Latinx, will say something mad anti-black in my presence, like Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be okay. And I guess what's most scary about that is the illusion that we are of the same community Mm -hmm. and that we're supposed to be feeling safe together and then something anti-black is said or whatever or something racist happens from them towards me or whatever other black person around us, like, oh, shit. I will say that doesn't always happen, Mm -hmm. but it's that feeling of caution because I I know that uh, normally I would feel like, okay, this is a safe space. Mm -hmm. We're from the same community. We're using the same slang. We know each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And yet there's still this feeling of anti-blackness thing. Again, I say that's an experience that exists. That's not like an all the time kind of thing, but that is an experience that exists. But yeah, white people are white. And just because they speak Spanish, if you're looking at a white presenting person who's able to walk around the world and move in the world white, if you're looking at somebody whose last name is Garcia, but nobody would know unless they opened their mouth and told you, Mm -hmm. if you're looking at somebody who, if they don't speak Spanish, everyone just assumes they're a white person person. named Kathy or Mm -hmm. Jim or whatever, and they can move and navigate through the world with that whiteness, receiving all those benefits. Oftentimes, those people who can passes white they will do that yeah so when we talk about oh do do latinx people think that they're just going to benefit from whiteness do they think that um donald trump is not thinking about or talking about them they think they're going to be able to do what they've been doing which was be white and continue to be white and exist there are white latinx folks they exist Mm -hmm. now if what you're talking about is folks who are not white presenting who are latinx voting for trump i think that because they have been given nobody wants to be black nobody wants to be black nobody wants to so be that's black what there are people spanish-speaking people who are the same complexion as me mm-hmm. and don't want to be black right you know so and there are people who because black people your complexion speaks spanish will treat they will be treated different yes there are yes, people who yep, will treat them different yep, definitely will um, so, because nobody wants to be black right right so that's what that is mm-hmm. no one wants to be black why there's no what privileges do you get mm-hmm. by being black? right so yeah. if you have people who are presented with the opportunity to claim something else people who are presented with the opportunity and the access to align themselves with whiteness or wherever the power lies yeah. oftentimes people will do that unless there is an active conscious decision and movement not to do that Mm -hmm. shit personally i feel like when you talk about like your sense of like distrust for white latinx folks i understand it for me it's the same distrust that i have for what people would call regular white folks Mm -hmm. for non-spanish speaking white folks white folks are white folks that's that's what it is. It doesn't matter what As language money would they say, speak. That's the black ass bottom line. Right. If we're talking about within the colonized world, white folks are white folks. Yes. Are they good white folks? Sure. It's good Spanish speaking white folks that exist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that's what they are. They're good Spanish speaking white folks. But mm-hmm. white folks are white folks and they're going to do what they can do, what they can get away with. Yeah. Generally, people lean into their privilege. Mm-hmm. They don't push away from it or pull back from that shit you know right so i don't i think that the answer to all of this is white supremacy yeah when you talk about like 
your feelings of distrust and like why do they think that they're not included in this or whatever because when they go to a restaurant or when they go to make a return you know i love talking about making returns they go to make a return at a store whatever if they can be treated like white people they'll be treated like white people and then and then you have to think about who what is the image that the media projects when they talk about the latinx people that they don't want to be here Mm -hmm. it is not white presenting right latinx people mm-hmm. it is a brown looking person yep. it always is a brown looking person mm-hmm. so visually they're able to say i'm not that right so you know i can afford or i, I can have these other rights or i can be here or i can do these other things that mm-hmm. that brown latinx person can't do right. and i have these rights and i'm more accepting and they're not talking about me so that's why they're able to separate themselves in that way because mm-hmm. the imagery that is connected to the Latinx folks that Trump talks about is a brown person right. or, or darker. It is right. not, it is never a white presenting or a white immigrant when we talk about immigration. It mm-hmm. is always a person who um, is of South American or Mexican descent who mm-hmm. are darker. Or you hear about Middle East. It's, like, it's brown people, Middle Eastern people mm-hmm. or people from the continent of Africa. Those are usually the, the immigrant stories that we hear. Mm-hmm. But we don't hear about immigrant stories from people from Europe. We don't hear about immigrant stories from white presenting Mexican people um, in that way as deviants and all of these this riffraff that we have to get rid of. Right. So they are able to visually separate themselves from that shit. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, because of white supremacy, why that even exists and why they think they can even do that because television already does that for them. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're talking about people who a lot of us as African descended people, unfortunately, due to white supremacy, have been told that if you can pass, you should do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. I think about like people my grandmother's age and above or whatever, which is not that far off, people, a lot of people who passed for white we're told to do so for because survival. their parents wanted them to have a better life. It's for you know su- what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, a lot of times for survival. Yes, and so if the option back then, especially if the options were suffering, like how I'm suffering, like a black person, mm-hmm. or because you are lighter or because you could pass, you just go ahead and do that. And yeah. that, that's for me as a parent, that's the best thing that I could do for you is tell you to pass mm-hmm. and tell you to go and do that, right? Yeah. So a lot of our parents, a lot of people throughout the colonized world who are African descended or indigenous descended or whatever, because of white supremacy have been encouraged to align with whiteness. Like mm-hmm. the answer to all of this is, is white fun. supremacy. Yeah. So that's not saying that here in 2018, we're not supposed to like analyze, critique this and challenge one another to do better. But I think that that's the answer to all of this. Mm-hmm. So I think those like complicated feelings of like wanting to trust someone but not like whiteness is still whiteness yeah and you already know what it is you're hip to that so that's not something that you have to feel like some weird conspiracy about like you know what's white and you know what's yeah we say it all the time white supremacy is not a conspiracy right um there's nothing new happening here Mm -hmm. and um like we get the feelings but it's it's not like something new yeah that's happening in this space and to the um lgbtqia portion of this letter where you talk about marriage equality versus hiv rates of young black men i'm glad that you realize that people can do more than one One thing thing at at a time and i think that while the face of marriage equality has often been um white white cis men men, yeah there are black folks who like to would like to marry same-sex partners Mm -hmm. as well you know like our stories are not 
just those of suffering in whatever demographic yeah, or whatever exactly. thing we have going on. Like people like people want to love, people want to get married, people want to do all that shit. And niggas can multitask. Mm-hmm. Like you said. So I'm glad that you came to that realization. Right. And I think that your increasing side eye, this is your quote, your increasing side eye to uh Hispanic whites it's probably a long time coming, yo. Those are white people, okay, son? <laughs> so, thank you for your letter. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the end. Race, white supremacy. Right. The end. I think we did a show. Yeah, we definitely did a show. Cool. Make sure you follow us on the show. Me, at T with QJ on Instagram and Twitter. Be sure to follow us on Tumblr and Facebook. Send us email, T with Queen and J at gmail.com. Go to our website, T with Queen and J dot com. There is where you can donate to us. Um, check out our Pay Black Women page and all of that stuff. Be sure to subscribe. Wherever you are listening to this fucking show, hit the subscribe button, the follow. However, however that platform works. Do that shit. We want to make this permanent. We want to keep you here. We do. Like we said before, save the date. December 10th, we are doing a live show in New York City, and we want to see your faces there. It will happen probably around 6 p.m. Information and tickets and all that shit will be up soon, but please just save the date. In the meantime, we want to see you there. We do. That's it? Oh, you know what? Do you want to give your socials? Where can we follow you, oh, you queen? can follow me on the social media. Mine is at the queen speaks with an underscore. And where can they find you? Oh, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Janicia F. The F is for savings. And um, you have weird letters. Oh, well, that's what it is. That's where we are at. Hashtags Black Lives Matter. Say her name. Stop killing trans women. Protect trans lives. Maybe he doesn't hit you. Why I stayed. You're okay, sis. Mm-hmm. Be with QJ. That's right. Hashtag potting. Hashtag pods in color. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Marsha's plate. Hashtag bag ladies. Hashtag queer walk. Hashtag inner whole uprising. Hashtag unpack BG. Hashtag. Black Panther so lit. Hey. I said that one in a long time. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Can't forget that one. But anything else? Um, I think I'm done here. Okay, this podcast was created, hosted, produced by a black girl named Janicia and a black girl named Naima with engineering support by Josh, aka Phase Funk. Bye. Peace out. You're scared. You're white. Calling 911 on your black or brown neighbors just isn't what it used to be. Hi, I'm Niecy Nash, actress, inventor, and advocate for not calling 911 on black people for no goddamn reason. I'd like to introduce you to a radical new product that will save you all the headaches of being filmed and outed as a racist douche. It's called 1-844-WHITE-FEAR, and it's revolutionizing the way racist white people cope with black people living life near them. Our experienced staff have been living while black in America their entire lives. That is actually your neighbor Michael. Our records are actually showing that's actually his boat. Yeah, I know. Black people have boats, too, now. A regular Frisbee or ultimate Frisbee? Call it when black people are having a barbecue, mowing the lawn, golfing, shopping, and so much more. 1-844-WHITE-FEAR is a real number. Call today.